Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Monday. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com, that's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed at GaryAshton.com. Two Rivers Ford, who, of course, makes the Two Rivers Ford take possible, but also makes your best car buying experience possible. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, Chris Sims, who works for NBC Sports, former NFL quarterback, he does a list of the top 40 quarterbacks each and every year. And it's something that generates discussion. It's, uh, you know, we are now in the quarterback ranking part of the season. Um, He's been listing these things uh, on NBC Sports throughout the course of the last couple of days. Lamar Jackson, for example, is his 10th best quarterback. Dak Prescott is 9. Derek Carr is 8, or rather 11. Kyler Murray, 12, and kind of on down the list it goes, right? It's just this perpetual list of 40 quarterbacks in a 32 starting quarterback league that gets everybody talking about where their respective team's quarterback is ranked. And so he gets to he gets to this thing each and every year at this time, and Ryan Tannehill's place in it is always fairly interesting. Now, he has yet to release, it looks like, uh, everything from one through nine. So I guess that's still in a holding pattern. And, you know, the list is pretty funny to look at if you go through it. For example, Drew Locke barely makes the cut at number 40. He's got Marcus Mariota, who's now the starting quarterback for the Falcons, ranked 28th. One behind Mitch Trubisky and one ahead of Tua Tonga-Vailoa. He's got Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones, the new, the two New York quarterbacks, ranked 21st and 22nd. Carson Wentz just barely above Jimmy Garoppolo. And then there's Ryan Tannehill, who he has as the 15th best quarterback in football this year. Now, his explanation for it is not something that we have on video, but Where Ryan Tannehill ranks in this, I think, is going to be the subject of some debate among Titans fans. So that's kind of where I want to start on this Monday night. I want to know from you guys in the comments on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch, where you think Ryan Tannehill should be ranked among the top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Let's talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. As I mentioned, you can submit your nominee. What, Where you think of out of 40 spots, Ryan Tannehill belongs, and we will discuss at length together. We'll do that right after I tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Now, Two Rivers Ford is where you go for your built-for-you Ford. Your next new Ford vehicle can be customized specifically for you. You can do that at Two Rivers Ford the way that I did it with my 2022 Ford Explorer. I gave them the exact model that I wanted in the color that I chose, which ended up being black, and with a bunch of different customizable accessories that I wanted in my new car. Two Rivers Ford built that vehicle for me. I got it in about six weeks and they delivered it 
right to my home. Two Rivers Ford has the Built For You program as well as certified Ford Blue Advantage vehicles because if you're getting a pre-owned vehicle, you want to do it from a dealership that you know operates with honesty and integrity. That's Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So at this point, um, Ryan Tannehill is being ranked as a top 15 quarterback by Chris Sims, who of course played the position. Ryan Elaine says top 15 is where he belongs. Mike Christopher thinks that he needs to be a little higher. Top 10 this year, we have a real tight end. So I guess, you know, I, I think the tight end is going to make a substantial difference. Now, if we're doing the analysis of the quarterback, though, Mike, and I know it's impossible to do the analysis of the quarterback without what's around him, right? It's a pretty it's a pretty difficult evaluation to do just on face value because then you're starting to look at traits and accuracy and how how are these how are certain things applicable to what they're actually asked to do from a performance standpoint on the field versus what are things that just catch the eye, right? So I think to to kind of do it with with just the quarterbacks, it's a flawed metric, right? We have to look at what's around them. And I do think that the tight ends, Chigakonkwo and Austin Hooper, are going to help Ryan Tannehill a great deal. Top 15 is a pretty interesting ranking because I think most people would say, okay, if you gave the Titans a top 15 quarterback, they would be able to win a Super Bowl with him, right? Given what's around him. Now, he can't do it on its own, but like, Top 15, one would think that people would have great confidence in a quarterback who is better than more than half of his peers, starting peers, in the league at this point. And that's not really the sense that I get you, that I get from you guys about Ryan Tannehill. He he talked about this earlier this year on competition and kind of looking at the landscape of what is in front of him this year as opposed to previous years. With the Titans, this was Ryan Tannehill at OTAs about two weeks ago. You know, I compete every time I step foot on that football field. Uh, I compete against myself and and the player I was the day before. The lessons I learned, the little things that I pick up off the tape. I'm competing against the defense. If we're going against the defense, and if we're we're doing QB drills, and I'm competing against whoever else is out there. That's just how I'm wired. I love to compete. I love to win. I freaking hate losing. You know, no matter what it is. So you know, whether it's a, a small drill on the football field or I know playing playing a game at the house. I freaking love to win, and I'm going to compete. You know, every time I have the, the chance to. So, um, you know that that was kind of frustrating for me as well. You know, I think that um, you know we're going to continue to to push each other, to learn from each other in the QB room, uh, encourage each other as as this thing goes forward. Yeah, we are all here for one goal. My primary focus is to win football games, as everyone in this building. You know, that's that's our goal is is to do what it takes to go win football games. And um, so that's what we're going to do. You know, starts at a personal level and then builds, you know, as we get into team and, and um, you know, pushing the guys, leading the guys around you. So um, I'm excited for this upcoming season. Man, it's been slanted this offseason, just how things have been uh, kind of thrown, thrown at it. But I'm excited, you know, regardless of what's been out there, I'm excited about this season, excited about the opportunity we have. I'm excited about uh, the work that we've been able to put in the past few weeks. Uh, with the guys that have been here and and uh, just working on details, working on uh, you know tweaks and concepts, just understanding what we're trying to do, what we're trying to accomplish, and then uh, you know as we get into these practices, you know going against the defense and translating it from 
uh, from meetings and from individual to, to team reps. So it's really good work. I'm, I'm excited about what we've got accomplished and look forward to kind of carrying this momentum from this offseason, from this spring, as we keep going here for a few more weeks and then carry it into the, into the fall for the upcoming season. So. That's Ryan Tannehill uh, discussing kind of where he's at from a competition standpoint mentality heading into 2022, A to Z Sports Prime Time here on a Monday. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, please do us a favor and like the video if you would. That helps us on YouTube. And if you're on Facebook and haven't liked the video or shared it, shared it please make sure you do that as well. But, you know, I think that I think that his approach, like you can only take so much from his approach, right? Because I saw a comment earlier. Let me scroll back and find it. Alonzo Henderson, who says, I honestly don't know where to put him right now. I would like to see him with healthy weapons. And I would say that he's in a top. I would say that if I if I had to make a judgment of Ryan Tannehill, it has to be Ryan Tannehill with all the pieces around him. And I think that while I still have significant questions about the offensive line and how consistent his wide receiver help is going to be right out of the gate, I still think that, you know, Ryan Tannehill plays in an above average NFL offense. So above average would be 16 or better, right? I think 15th, if Chris Sims is ranking them just against their peers on his list of top 40 quarterbacks, I think 15 is pretty appropriate given all the weapons that are around him, but understanding that a lot of these pieces that are going to ultimately help him are new to him and that there will be a degree of of adjustment for Ryan Tannehill as he gets this thing, as he tries to get this thing properly up to speed. I think that more than anything, the thing that Ryan Tannehill is going to be judged off of um, is how far this team goes, right? How far this team, you know, whether they make the playoffs again, obviously, and then ultimately how far they advance in the postseason if they do make it. Now, I'll, I guess I can just read you the list of names um, at least most of them. Let's just let's just do top 32 since 40 seems excessive. Starting at number 13, because that's as far as Chris has gotten in his rankings. Deshaun Watson, 13th, Matt Ryan, 14th. So those two ahead of Ryan Tannehill at 15. Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Mac Jones, Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, Tua, Jared Goff, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold at this point. Um, You're looking at a bunch of uh, guys who are fringe backups or journeymen outside of the top 32, which is about spot on. Really the only starter who is outside looking in. Well, two starters outside looking in right now are Davis Mills with the Texans, and Geno Smith, who it is assumed will be the starting quarterback for the Seahawks, who are down tremendous at the quarterback position so far. Uh, new year, new scheme. I disagree, says Mike Christopher. What? There is no new scheme. Um, there's no new scheme whatsoever uh, at this point. The, the, the scheme is exactly the same as it was. The only difference is they have Tim Kelly as the passing game coordinator, and so that you hope that it will get more creative. But nothing – I mean, the scheme hasn't changed – the scheme barely changed from Terry Robisky. It's just different principles that they're incorporating. This is still a zone running play action pass offense. 
that likes to operate in two tight end sets. So it's, I mean, in reality, the scheme, the schematics of the Titans have not changed since Mike Malarkey was the head coach. There's just different coordinators who have come in and put their own spin and variations and wrinkles on things, right? Better play designs within the same scheme. I think people, uh, I think pe- people confuse scheme for play calling tendencies um, because there's nothing new. Hell, the Titans haven't done anything new really since I've gotten here, and that's been seven years ago at this point since Ken Wisenhunt got jettisoned. Uh, Danny Sutherland says, the way I look at that list is more how many QBs would I start over Ryan right now? And that's that's an appropriate way, I think, to look at the question. So would you take Deshaun Watson as a starting quarterback over Ryan Tannehill? Now, I think it's it's impossible to set aside yet more information that comes out of uh, the Deshaun Watson situation today. But like I, Deshaun Watson, who led the league in passing a couple of years ago and won four games in doing so, he's obviously a more physically talented and more athletically gifted player than Ryan Tannehill is, but that has not translated into great success. He has not had greater success really than Ryan Tannehill has. So I think you have to kind of look at that as a push, which may come as a surprise to some people, Matt Ryan, who's ranked directly above Ryan Tannehill at 14th. I would say you would probably take Tannehill solely on the idea that he can make plays with his legs and that those, uh, the last two seasons for the Titans that has accounted for his career high in back-to-back years, seven rushing touchdowns in 2020 and in 2021. But like Kirk, Baker, Mac Jones, Carson Wentz, and Garoppolo, those aren't names that you would take over Ryan Tannehill at this point. Mitchell Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Geno Smith, Sam Darnold, those aren't names that you would take over Ryan Tannehill, that you would have a better that you would have more confidence in if they were in a starting role than your current starter at this point. Jonathan Fultz says he would take Cousins over Tannehill. And, you know, I think there are some similarities, uh, certainly in their style of play. I think uh, producer Reed might fact check me on this. I think Kirk Cousins is older than Ryan Tannehill. We know him to be less mobile than Tannehill, certainly. And he has had little to no playoff success as the quarterback of the Vikings as opposed to Ryan Tannehill at least consistently makes the postseason the Minnesota Vikings um, have not been a very consistent franchise with Kirk Cousins at the helm I uh, I think that I think that when you consider I think that when you consider and by the way as Bryce Erickson rightly rightly points out with Justin Jefferson uh, as well who's with Justin Jefferson I mean there was a time when Kirk Cousins well, Stephon Diggs was traded. They je- drafted Justin De- Jefferson with the capital that they got back from the Diggs trade, but also Adam Thielen, who is regarded as one of the better court, uh, better wide receivers in the league, whether it's Diggs and Thielen, who Kirk Cousins had, and Kyle Rudolph, who was regarded as a better tight end um, in football. Uh, Dalvin Cook, like you could argue that Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill, you know, push on the running back, right? Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook are probably uh, right around as good an asset to have in the backfield. The only thing that Dalvin Cook does more frequently than Derrick Henry uh, successfully is is make plays in the passing game. 
and that's just the nature of the scheme that Minnesota runs or uh, the offense that Minnesota has run. Uh, remember that they will have a, or that they do have a new head coach this year. Tannehill is older by less than a month than Kirk Cousins. Okay. But I, th- I still think that, uh, I still think that most people would look at that uh, scenario and say, yeah, give me Tannehill over Kirk, who again, does not have the, uh, who does not have the kind of playoff success um, in any way, shape or form that Ryan Tannehill has had. Uh, so, you know, you can go back and forth on this, but really what it comes down is to how, how do you feel about Ryan Tannehill? And do you think the criticisms of him have been warranted, which is exactly what we're going to talk about coming up next. The question that I want to ask you is this fair or foul, the amount of criticism that Ryan Tannehill has received this off season. Give me your response in the comment section. And most certainly we will talk about it together. Do you believe that the amount of criticism that Ryan Tannehill has received is fair or foul this year? Let me know. And while you do that, I will tell you about the people who are the best in the real estate business here in Middle Tennessee. That's the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in a position to succeed with the Intel Edge that only they can provide to you. They've done this for John Robinson. They did this for Preds head coach, John Hines. They did this for me three years ago this month. The Ashton Real Estate Group will help you win in this very complex and competitive Nashville real estate market. All you have to do is go to GaryAshton.com and find out more information today. So, fair or foul, the criticisms of Ryan Tannehill this offseason. Uh, Omar mate uh moj con hugo and uh let's see xavier clemens all say fair xavier adds that he shit the bed which is i think an apt description of what happened in that playoff game to be completely fair and transparent i think that's a totally fair thing um i think there's a couple things that went wrong in that playoff game but i think also that you can look back at the quarterback and consider the idea that he was the root cause of their issues uh william roner steven crozio and Lou Man, I'll believe the criticisms of Ryan Tannehill have uh, this offseason have been foul. Uh, for Mustafa, he says fair. He has been subpar the last two postseasons. Um, you know, I need to go back and watch that Ravens game because I don't remember Tannehill having a bad game. I remember them taking away the run completely. Uh, Baltimore's defense did, and then it kind of neutralized the passing game. Now, That's not an unfamiliar situation. I think we've seen that happen a couple of times. Like, I don't think that he has been subpar. I just think they took away in Baltimore what the Titans do best. And then on the opposite side, Lamar has, you know, Lamar makes the one play that breaks the game open, which is the 48-yard scramble when you've already intercepted him. You've you've done well to bring him down, right? They were getting pressure against Lamar. They They didn't get sacks all season basically until the final week of the regular season against Houston. They're playing Lamar, and all of a sudden they have a great defensive game plan for the Ravens. They get the interception, uh, and you know you feel pretty good about where the Titans are trending. At the time, A.J. Brown was doing pretty well against Marlon Humphrey, and then all of a sudden they neutralized uh, the Titans' running game, particularly on the left side, because you'll recall that Taylor Lewan was not available. Um, they neutralized Derrick Henry, which turns out is – not the easiest thing in the world to do, but still doable. 
uh, for as great a player as Derek is. And then they forced Ryan, they forced Ryan Tannehill to go above and beyond. And I think that above and beyond, you know, that may not necessarily be the place where you want Ryan Tannehill, right? Foul in the regular season, fair in the playoffs, says Titan, just Titan on YouTube, which I think is completely fair criticism. Ryan Tannehill has not been sufficient enough in the postseason for you to win a Super Bowl. These are nothing more than the facts. And, you know, he is uh, he's discussed a variety of different things um, coming into the season because he's aware of the criticism, right? He knows what's happening on social media, even if he's not reading everything. Like, you know, I don't read all my mentions, but if there's something bad enough in my mentions, somebody will text it to me, right? We all have people in our lives like that. Uh, if you are, if you are a, if you have a front facing presence on social media, which is a more polite way of saying public figure type of thing reads laughing at me because I'm trying to not sound like a douchebag while at the same time sounding like a douchebag. What are you going to do? Here's Ryan Tannehill. How much social media parts off-putting the fans the last time they saw you was the Cincinnati game? I mean, that, that's them, them be the judge. You know, I, uh, I don't post a whole lot on social media. Um, you know, some of the stuff that I did post was taken in March and April and, and just put it up uh, in, in that time. So um, wasn't, I think you may be referring to a Celsius post that, that I was on the boat. You know, that was taken in, in March. You know, I wasn't even on the boat last week. So, um, you know, I think, I think you read too much into that and you can read, read it how you want. But at the end of the day, I know I'm doing whatever I need to do to get myself, you know, ready to go and, and communicating and get on the same page with my teammates and get us all ready to go and, and win games in the fall. How much the playoff loss still linger with you and bother you? And do you, I guess, listen to any of the things that are said, you know, in terms of people wanting to put the blame on you for that, lo for that loss? It's a scar. It's a deep scar. You know, it was a, a lot of sleepless nights. Um, every time I closed my eyes, I was, I was uh, re-watching the game in my head. Um, didn't get a whole lot of sleep for, for weeks and weeks after the game. Um, was in a dark place and it took me a while and a lot of work to, to get out of it. You know, it wasn't something that, that went away easily. Man, it's still a scar that, that I'll carry with me, you know, throughout the rest of my life, you know. But just like a, a, a cut on your arm, you know, starts off as a wound. Um, you're able to, uh, to heal from it, and uh, it turns into a scar. It never leaves you, but it's always there, and it can remind you. And now it's, it's fuel for me. It's fuel for me to, uh, to work and, and get ready with, uh, with a passion and come into the season with, with a fire and, um, you know, a desire to win like I've never had Bryce Erickson, uh, who that's Ryan Tannehill from earlier in the offseason a couple of weeks ago at OTAs. By the way, Titans back on the practice field tomorrow. And if you listen to the radio show that I do here locally in Nashville on 104.5 The Zone, Kevin Byard is going to be on the radio show tomorrow at 1145. So you can enjoy the conversation with the mayor of Murfreesboro tomorrow on the radio show between 10 and 1 Central Time here in Nashville on 104.5 The Zone. And we'll also carry Mike Vrabel's press conference as a part of that because I'm sure there will be many more Traylon Burks and Haler questions that Mike can't wait to answer. Um, but uh, Bryce Erickson, who has been a vocal critic of Ryan Tannehill throughout the course of this process, says of Ryan Tannehill, the defense did their part against Cincinnati, as did everybody else except him. You know, I, I think that 
Largely, I would agree with you. I think that the two places where the majority of the criticism needs to be pointed is one at Ryan Tannehill and two at Todd Downing for the playoff failure specifically. Now, I think honestly, um, because uh, who is it that brought up the creativity, the lack of creativity in the offense this year, not helping Ryan Tannehill, William Raymer or Romer on Facebook Live says so much adversity during the regular season. The plays couldn't get more creative, less predictable to help him out. Then again, maybe he didn't step up and improvise. I, You know, it's probably some combination of both, right? And also, William, the idea that you can only get so creative with a playbook when you have as many players cycling in and out of the lineup as the Titans did last year. It's just, it's tough to put it, put in a consistent game plan when you don't know whether, you know, so you're, let's say a, a normal, t- well, a normal NFL work week for the Titans is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practice, uh, off day Saturday or travel if it's a road game, Sunday game, right? So say you're you're finding out that Derrick Henry is done for the season on a Monday. Well, then you have Tuesday to work out a bunch of running backs. By Wednesday, you have to narrow it down to a uh, narrow it down to a running back that you're going to get out on the practice field. You have to make sure that he can clear the conditioning before he can get out on the field. And then on Thursday, you're trying to figure out how to teach him your playbook when he's been. Literally, in the case of both Dontrell Hilliard and Deontay Foreman, just chilling like they weren't in the league when the Titans brought them in. Now, uh, in the case of Deontay Foreman, he was on the Titans roster in 2020 for a hot second, was on under Arthur Smith. And again, the principles are largely the same. And, you know, running backs just have to understand, OK, is this zone right? Is this zone left? Is this uh, is this a gap scheme? Is this a zone scheme? Depending on what the blocking looks like. And then, you know, you can obviously add nuances as you get more comfortable with the offensive lineman in front of you with the protect with all the things that the quarterback is calling out in the middle of a play call but like you're doing that in the middle of a week right that's what they had to do with uh with buster screen on the defensive side of the ball when they had so many issues at corner throughout the course of the regular season they had to do this with the wide receivers basically cycling dudes in and out on a regular basis because of the injury so you know ultimately i think the criticisms of ryan Tannehill this year have been fair but I do not expect to be as big an issue as it was last year. And I think that's kind of the place where we have to leave it at this point. Uh, so let's talk about uh, Florida. <laughs> just, just the state of Florida is a bit of a mess at this point. Well, perpetually, it's a bit of a mess. But I want to ask you this question because Reed sent me this video. I did see it earlier on social media. Um, and the question that I want to ask you is this, what is the state of Florida's greatest contribution to society? Because there are precious few when you go through the list. Now, I'm sure there are things historically that we could go about and cite as being uh, more productive contributions from the state of Florida. But for the majority of the uh, for the majority of the state of Florida's existence, it's just been kind of a blight on everything. Uh, and I think that most people in the state of Tennessee, certainly consider Florida to be less than, as we all should, other than the fact that it's a great place to vacation on a regular basis. Um, So what is the state of Florida's greatest contribution? Uh, Bryce Erickson correctly says Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a product of Uly, Florida, uh, which is in Duval County, um, right outside of Jacksonville. Danny Sutherland says simply oranges. I do love oranges. Big fan of oranges. I think that's a worthy contribution by Florida. Derek R. simply says Florida man, but I would say that would be that should be marks against society because Florida man does not advance society. He exists 
to set us back decades as far as development and evolution is concerned, except when the Florida man figures out how to fly, which is exactly the case in this video that Reed sent me earlier today. Let's go, Cletus! There we go, we got air! You! You, 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 you! You! you And then the wing Okay, so it appears to be a hang glider attached to like some kind of rubber speedboat, like a lifeboat type of thing that they figured out how to get airborne. Now, it doesn't show the landing because I'm sure the landing did not go nearly as smooth for, I believe the person recording the video said Cletus. I don't know if that's just a general Florida term for Florida man, Cletus. Um, Cletus could also, you know, live in uh, Pulaski, Tennessee. I don't think Cletus is exclusive to the state of Florida, but dear God, like, I just, I don't know what is literally in the water in that entire state because the people there are insane across the board, whether it be in North Florida, uh, by, uh, Panama city, whether it be in South Florida, which is basically a different country. Florida is an insane place. Let's go, Cletus. There we go. We got air. It's just, it's they're, they, they, they have cut, contributed flight for the, uh, the, life raft. That's basically like you could go to Academy sports, no free ads or whatever, and buy one of these like life rafts or like, you know, inflatable, uh, uh, inflatable boats that you could attach a parasol to and apparently a motor and get it up and moving. Uh, Jonathan Fultz says that was at Bay. That's at Bay Pines in St. Petersburg. I live right by there. It skims the water and takes off. Stop hating Buck. Um, no, I will never stop hating on the state of Florida. I, uh, I, 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 the state of Florida is just, it's just, it's just a cesspool. It's, it's just all it is. The Florida, a terrible place, terrible place. Other than Miami. I love Miami specifically Key Biscayne in Miami. Um, big fan of South beach. I've been to, actually I've been to Tampa. I have family in Tampa and I went to Tampa for joint training camp practices last year. Tampa's okay. Um, nothing, nothing like inherently wrong with it. The people there are also kind of batshit crazy. It's large, you know, I shouldn't say this about Florida. I think, I think a lot of people in Florida are insane. Just, just generally insane (laughs) on a principle, uh, on, on principle. Um, (laughs) Susan Solnick says, uh, Ron DeSantis is causing people to use creative methods to get the hell out of Florida. Yeah, that and the, the I mean, it's it's a Ponzi scheme. Basically, the entire state is a Ponzi scheme, um, whatever your politics are. Like, just generally, the, the, the uh, state and local government in the state of Florida just generally batshit insane. Um, so we can leave that there and uh, be grateful that the majority of us do not uh, inhabit the state of Florida. Anyway. That's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, we will, uh, what, what, what the F are you talking about? The, the F is all the childish hate for that's some real loser shit. Well, maybe so. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it is childish and it is hate and it is exclusively for the state of Florida, Jonathan. So all of those, you, you have said nothing that's incorrect there. And also it can still be so that the state of Florida is largely accessible. Have a great night. Love you guys. See you tomorrow on the radio show. 10 to one, Kevin Byard at 1145. Fresh off the practice field. We'll have a great time.